are listening to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. Hey folks, Steve Angel here, and this week's episode is sponsored by both Bond and Nick's good friends, David and Tracy Belowski at St. Joe River Bows. Now, if you're thinking about a custom longbow or recurve, you owe it to yourself to check out St. Joe River Bows. Dave and Tracy have been making bows at St. Joe since 2009, where they started out making the St. Joe River Bows Classic model in both longbows and recurves. And then in 2010, they premiered their Torrent Recurve model. Now, often copied but never duplicated, this sweet little bow is offered in a 54 and 56-inch versions, and its smooth draw and snappy performance make it the perfect bow for hunting from a tree stand or a ground blind. And if you're more of a longbow shooter like I am, well, they also make a torrent version in a longbow, which just so happens to be the bow my wife shoots today. Now, myself, I prefer the classic longbow, but all of their bows are amazing shooters, and all are available in numerous grip sizes and types to fit every shooter. If you're not sure exactly what you want, Tracy is more than happy to work with you to figure out which style fits you best. And don't forget about their kid and youth models that come with St. Joe's amazing trade-up program so that as your child grows, they can trade in their current bow towards a newer bow that better fits their needs. And for listeners of the Traditional Outdoors podcast, David and Tracy will still throw in a free St. Joe River Bows t-shirt with any new bow purchase. So when you call them up, be sure to tell them that you heard about them on the Traditional Outdoors podcast. Now let's get on to this week's episode. Welcome to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast, everyone. I've been a, I've been away for a while, but it's it's still me, Steve. Here, I got Nick with me. How's it going, buddy? Oh, it's going, man. It's going. It's getting warmer, and and stuff's happening. It's almost time to fish. It's almost turkey season. You know, think things are getting a little better every day over here. So it's uh it's going pretty good. What about you, man? Yeah, uh, the governor of Michigan Michigan going to let you uh you guys have any 3d shoots this year uh well you know what we got the spring shoots happening the spring shoot for the mla is coming up uh that's the weekend of the 30th so it's the uh it's coming up here pretty quick and um yeah we you know we got some restrictions um we've there's some things we can't do um i think we're outsourcing food this year i think with a vendor it's everything's got to be outside can't do anything in the clubhouse and uh i don't know on the re- I, this is usually not a real big shoot hell it could be this year i don't know but it's not it's not a real big shoot so it's right. probably fine but the the biggest one is the GLLI um because the cl- uh, i don't i don't know i mean we have over a thousand people at that event um i don't know what they're going to do about that uh i don't know where we'll be then um we got supposed numbers and stuff going up again and uh i i don't know what they're gonna do so i were there and i they probably ain't gonna be able to have it at charlton if they do have it but we're gonna just have to see it's too early to tell but uh, i really hope we have it you know having not having that two years in a row would be would just suck you know um i miss that crew too because uh i mean we we just had an online auction the other night um and that's actually in stick talk but uh that was a real good time. We had kind of like a live hangout and, you know, it was fun to get on there with a bunch of people that didn't know how to use zoom. <laughs> yeah. I've, but, I, wanted know, to, I wanted, I <laughs> wanted, I wanted to hop on for the, for their, I, I mean, you're talking about the, the, the raffle that, that took the place of the banquet, right? 
Yep, the online, yep, the online little yeah. online hang and, and auction and raffle they had. Yeah, which was which was good. You know, it, it could be done, and we did it, and I'm happy, and we had we had some laughs, got into a little bid and war. You know, that was that was fun. Um, I actually got into a, uh, you know, Ken Skolik makes awesome pens, and uh, he had two on there. He had a, a red and in black acrylic one I really liked. I have one of Ken's pens, but I wanted more. And then he had a really cool S-Wing style wrapped pen where, you know, where he just stacked the leather and painstakingly did it with super glue and, you know, did that whole deal. Right. So me, I was really eyeing that up. And unfortunately, so was Tom and Rob. Raffle Rob, as he's known as. <laughs> so we, uh, we got into a little bidding war. And uh, going back and forth, and finally I said, screw it, and started going for the other pen. (laughs) (laughs) So I won the other pen, and I bid Rob up enough where he paid well over $100 for the other pen. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Tom bowed out around $75 after he threw threw him up another $25. (laughs) So... uh, but what ended up happening was I got the package in the mail. You know what? I had, I had an idea that this was going to happen, but I opened that box up and both pens were in there and, and Rob gave me the pen. He had Ken send it to me. And uh, that was super cool. And then not only did he do that, Ken, re- Ken made him another pen for doing that. Really? So that was really cool of Ken. Yeah, yeah Ken, That's one of the Ken's, reasons why. Ken's a yep. good guy. Yep. You know, old guard MLA and and stuff like that happens at our live auctions all the time, and it's more fun to watch in person. But you know, where people just win a bow or something and give and give it to you. Um, Ken did that to me a few years ago. I, I I was gonna win a bow for either the MLA bow rack or and a bow for Aubrey, and Ken bid me up and won it, and ended up giving it to me afterwards. Um, just wanted to give to the organization and that's the kind of people you got with that organization and that that was really cool that was that was a really cool deal but i missed that crew and i can't wait for the spring shoot and and all that so yeah well, i got uh you I got, got you got some shoots coming too don't you oh yeah go ahead man we've got a horrible a delay pen? again brother well a little bit of technical difficulty there but i hope we got it worked out uh, no, what I was saying, Nick, was uh, I actually got one of the, I think, was one of the first pins that Ken ever made. I know he was just getting started in it when I went up uh, to hunt the UP, I think that was 2016, no, it was earlier than that, 2014, maybe. Anyway, when I, because I, I kind of did a layover at Ken's place um, and got some sleep, ended up talking to Ken about half the night and... I think I ended up sleeping about two hours, but uh, <laughs> he he gave me a pen while I was there. I've still got it. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I, that was uh, yeah. You because you were talking about his knife collection, right? Yeah, and, yep. and his speaker system, and you guys nerded out about that. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> nerded out about the speaker systems. I remember that man. That feels like a century ago. <laughs> it, it it has been it has been a long time, a real long time. I want to. I do want to spend a little bit more time talking about the the 3D um, season because I do know there's some some other things coming up. But uh, one of the things, you know, there's the kind of the the elephant in the room. I want to talk about if that's all right with you for just a few minutes. Sure, sure. 
So, I don't know how long it's been since we dropped an episode. It's been a while. Um, and for everyone listening, I think most everyone at this point probably knows um, what's been going on with uh, my wife. Uh, for those that don't, really quick, um, I'll kind of give a, a lowdown. Back in October of 2020, uh, my wife Lori was diagnosed with um, stage 4 colon cancer. And the uh, prognosis at the time was, yeah, this isn't good. Stage 4 cancer is never good, but they felt like there was a, a good chance that even though it had it had spread, it was still early enough that um, with the surgery she was going to have and then with the treatment um, regimen after the surgery, um, they you know kind of expected her to have many years. Uh, ahead of her so she went into the surgery the surgery uh, ended up being a lot more complex than what they expected Um, it had spread a bit more than than they thought based on what they had seen in the ct scans but even after that they still said you know we want you to heal up we want to get you started on chemo um, as quickly as possible and you know the prognosis was still good so you and I kept recording. We had guests. You know, I think everything pretty much went um, as normal about every two weeks um, up through up through hunting season even. Mm-hmm. And she had had, she'd been going through her treatments for a couple of months, and the, the plan was for her to have a PET scan at the end of January, assess where we were at, and then determine, you know, what the plan was going forward. Um, so the end of January, she had the PET scan. Uh, we went into the oncologist's office, um, first week of February and pretty much got the most devastating news we could have gotten. Um, not only did the, um, chemo drugs that she had been on and there was a total of, uh, four different drugs that she was on every two weeks. She had to go in. She was in for infusion. She'd been, you know, at the oncologist's office for anywhere four to six hours. Um, it was absolutely wrecking her um, between, you know, all the various side effects from um, losing fang- uh, tingling, losing feeling in her in her fingers and her toes, and you know, her skin um, getting dry. Um, the whole issue with, with hair loss, I mean, you name it. And, you know, she was having symptoms from the chemo, but it was doing, not only was it doing nothing to slow the spread of the cancer, um, one of the drugs has the potential to actually cause the cancer to spread more and it did. So, um, Long story short, from that visit, they told her they were going to take her off all but one of the intravenous chemo uh, drugs, put her on um, an oral chemo drug along with that one remaining IV drug, and it um, the oral chemo drug has a uh, history of working for anywhere from 6 to 12 months, and then the specific cancer mutation that she has becomes resistant, and to tell you how kind of rare this is, the mutation that she has occurs in 5% of all colon cancers. 
So there's just not a lot to treat it. There's again, there's this one drug. Anyway, um, she was pretty much told she might have two years. And on that news, you know, the first thing we did was we came home, we 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 talked, um I held her a lot and we kind of formed a plan that a week later we wanted to go back, we wanted to formulate all the questions that we were too stunned to ask the oncologist. So we went back in and did that. We lined up second opinions and I think the very next day I told you that the podcast was on temporary hold. Um, Uh It was a situation where I didn't feel like I was in the uh, mental state to try to put a show on, be that unprofessional or whatever you want to call it. I just, I couldn't do it. I knew I couldn't do it. I couldn't put my heart into it. So that's where we've been. Um, since that time, we have gone to MD Anderson. We've met with them. We haven't gotten any great news, but we haven't gotten any worse news. And there are some potential options for uh, treatment. Um with MD Anderson that we didn't have here. And there's been some other things that have happened. She had a stint where she was in the hospital for three weeks. Um, and without going into a lot of deep details, she was having some issues with her blood pressure and hemo dropping, hemoglobin dropping dangerously low. Uh, they kind of got that under control so that she could go to MD Anderson. We did that a couple of weeks ago. And now she's back on her her normal routine uh, with regards to the chemo drugs. And we're just, you know, kind of going through to see what happens. There's more to it than that, but um, some of it I really just don't want to make public because it's my wife's health, it's my wife's business. But at the same time, you know, kind of want to give everybody a a heads up of what's going on and and where we've been. So um, Things have gotten a little bit more stable, and, you know, I wanted us to get together, and, and you and I catch up, because you and I haven't even, we haven't spoken since the last time we were recorded, um, which has been a while. I know we've traded some messages, but uh, mm-hmm. I did want to catch up with you, and wanted, wanted to let everybody, uh, you know, kind of know what's going on, and like I said, we're not going away. I just can tell you right now, I don't know what the frequency of episodes will be. It might be, there might be another one in two weeks. It might be four or six weeks before another one happens. I just don't know. But, you know, don't don't unsubscribe from us. The, the episodes will come. Um, but that's that's kind of what's been going on. And I've said it before and I'll say it again for everybody that has that has reached out with, with kind words, with support, with comments on Facebook, with donations to um, the the GoFundMe page that one of Lori's friends uh, set up for her back in, I guess, November. Um, you know, I, I can't thank you enough. Um, Scott Spray, bless his heart, uh, did the fly rod giveaway and, and helped raise uh, some money. Um, you know, it looks like she's going to be going back and forth to Houston every six weeks. And right now, she can't go by herself. She, It's physically not possible. So, you know, at least I'm going to have to be going with her just to help her get back and forth to all of her uh, appointments. And we're still hoping to get to some of the items on her bucket list. So, you know, those kind of things have, have really helped and let us focus on, you know, what's important, which is um, 
making the most of of her time now and you know the time that we have together and it's greatly greatly appreciated um to that note uh i do have one more thing i'm gonna mention nick and then we'll kind of just get to you know tossing some stuff back and forth and getting caught up a little bit more but um i've mentioned drop time bows on here a couple of times uh tony Ryder, good friend of mine um shoots at the north georgia club with me he's out turkey hunting now he's a huge turkey hunter i don't know what's wrong with him but uh <laughs> uh last last month so the the first shoot excuse me the the shoot of ngt for march was held the first saturday of 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 this month of march excuse me by the time this drops it'll be april sorry um I showed up at the at the uh, club to help set the course and parked my truck and Gene Bramlett and um, James Clark and a couple others were, were all standing around. And as I started walking up, Gene walked over to his truck and pulled out a what I knew was a bow sock and kind of started walking towards me. I figured he had gotten a, a bow he wanted to show me. Um, but he proceeded to pull a... Uh, drop times drop times custom manis tribute longbow out of a bow sock absolutely gorgeous bow um in fact i had just made the strings for it a day or two prior and tony had come by and picked them up uh i don't know all the details yet so um watch for additional information on the website and potentially on facebook but tony built that bow to um have a raffle held. Uh, Gene is coordinating all this um, along with TBG, and I know he said he's going to be reaching out to some other podcasts, so you'll probably hear about it through some other podcasts, but um, they're going to be selling raffle tickets, and all the proceeds would be going towards um, towards my wife. So, Tony, um, I haven't had a chance to tell you yet because you're off chasing those stupid birds, but I can't tell you how much it means to me. Um, thank you. And for everyone listening, if that's something you're you're interested in, would like a chance to, to win that bow. Again, as soon as I can post anything about it, I will. According to Gene, he's going to have more information or have the information ready for the shoot this coming Saturday, uh, which is the day before Easter. So um, when this drops, if I am able to, I will be able to put information in the show notes. So, again, check the show notes for this podcast. Go to the Traditional Outdoors website, and there should be information with this episode when it goes live. Best I can do now. Um, I'm not sure exactly how long they're planning on doing this, but uh, if Nick and I get together and record something before uh, the drawing is held, I'll be sure to provide all the information I can in, in a coming episode. So enough of that. I feel like I just talked about this for way too long. Um, but anyway, well, we haven't heard, uh, we haven't heard to, from you, man. A lot, lot to kind of I, catch up with. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, is, well, we, we haven't heard from you in a while, man, and everybody's asking. So that's I think I think everybody appreciates knowing what's going on and um, – our prayers are all with you and uh, will continue to be. And uh, we send all of our love to Lori. And yeah, that's, uh, and thank you. Thank you everybody for all the support. Yeah, it's, it's truly, 
truly been amazing and we truly do appreciate all of it so with that said um we kind of jotted down some things that we were going to talk about tonight nick and i know um one of the areas that you were i know you're getting fired up is the water finally thawing out or warming up enough that you can actually do some fishing up there <laughs> you know i it is i got up uh it's been it, it was it was it's been warm and and then today was colder and, and, you know, it's been all over the place, but you know, as long as there was a little bit of a flurry in the air tonight and I was mad, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's, I would have uh, been too. <laughs> it, it, it seems to be, I don't think it's anything. It's just the last death rattle, you know, but I actually got in the water last weekend. Um, I, uh, no, it wasn't last weekend. It was the weekend before that, which is way too early for, you know, if I was steelhead and it'd be fine, but I wasn't, I, I, really not set up for steelhead i, I kind of am i need to tie some steelhead flies and learn some patterns and do some simple eggs and stuff like that but I, I just really am not man when i fish i like to fish i like to you know i like it when they when they're biting i like to catch a lot of fish i'm like i don't really care how big they are i just like to i like to catch fish and i don't know enough about steelhead yet so this is something on my on my list to get better at and learn more about, but I'm just really not, you know, this year I just really wasn't that into it. So I I just wanted to go out and I wanted to get the four weight out and I wanted to, uh, you know, I've tied a bunch of flies. I wanted to cast. I wanted to try a few of them out, you know, and, you know, around this time of year, if you're going to, if you're going to catch normal, normal trout, you got to, you got to fish deep and uh, in slack water pools and stuff or try to get down there. And, uh, well, you know, I, I had a lot of good intentions. I got out and, you know, I, <laughs> I, I walked out there and the first thing I realized when I got in the water is that I didn't have any split shots. So I was like, well, I think I have some heavy streamers, but you're really not supposed to fish big streamers this time of year. So, you know, I was fishing everything i started out with streamers i started out i then i threw some dries just for the hell of it you know i didn't really care i didn't think i was gonna catch anything but it was such a beautiful day i mean the sun was out you know i brought an i brought a beer with me i mean nobody else was on the water except for some kayakers i mean it it was great it was just so good it felt like everything was normal again just i could not wait to get back you know, because if you tie flies, if you sit there, I know you've been tying a lot of flies, as you've had time to a little bit of time to do that. Um, I've got enough. Wo- I've got enough woolly boogers to, to launch a, de- <laughs> a, a, a battle against the trout in Michigan. But uh, dude, I got yeah, I'm the same. I, I tied a bunch of you know in different woolly bugger patterns. I found you know on YouTube videos. Um, you know, I've started to work with hackle more. You know, I never, I couldn't figure hackle hackle out. You know, it was driving me insane. And then you sent me that Dan Vice of yours, which is awesome, by the way. That made a ton of difference over that pot metal clamp that's now propping up a shelf in my basement. Uh, this is a lot. This thing's a lot better. And um, if you if you knew how many flies have been tied on that vice, I've been I, tying, and I you know I took I took several years off because I just had so many tied I didn't need to, but. Ah, that uh, you wouldn't, you just wouldn't believe that thing is tied a bunch of flies. And, you know, for the money, I think when I bought it, you could buy them for $89. Yeah, that thing's in, I mean, it was an immaculate shape, um, but not that it would ever get real 
messed up, but man, I've tied, I love it. I love how, I love the, how smooth it rotates. I love the clamp on it. Like the whole thing, like it's just way more solid than the little pole thing I had. You know, I don't have much of a frame of reference, but man, it's made things a lot easier. And, um, you know, the first thing I did, uh, was I, up, I upgraded John, John Mudry gave me some flies tying stuff. In fact, John, I don't remember what you gave me anymore, and I'm using it all like it's mine, so I'm just going to have to get you back someday. <laughs> and I told I told him that was going to happen. I'm like, dude, if it ends up in my fly tie and stuff, I don't know what's yours and what's mine. My memory's awful. So I uh, I went on Mad River site, and I made an order, and I bought – I had a whole cart full of stuff, and then I just made another order the other day. I got, in, like, a, I got new bobbins, and I got new – I got thread and I got hackle. I just ordered hackle um, and got that in. And I got a bunch of different, you know, I got all the stuff I needed for buggers, bought a bunch of different kinds of hooks for nymphs and dries. I ordered uh, I ordered elk because I've been tying everything with with a deer mask, a lot of deer hair caddises. And deer hair, it's, it's all right working with deer hair, but it's really messy. I like working with elk. Um, it's a little better. So hopefully my caddises will get look a little bit better. Um, but anyway, I got all this stuff and I really upgraded my tying game. And I've been tying a lot, just putting the music on and just tying. But that makes you want to get out in the water. And I had to get some of this stuff out in the water. Um, so I did and I didn't get a bite. You know, I there were some dinks hitting at the surface, which I was really surprised, you know, that anything was striking on the surface yet on a couple riffles. But you know, it was, it was kind of neat, you know, and I was fishing for them a little bit and was looking for the fly box I lost last year, spent a little bit of time doing that. <laughs> and, uh, then on the way out, after I got done doing that, I got back to the car and what I, and I broke my rod in half to, to get it out of there. You know, I learned my lesson, you know, so many times going, coming back and forth, you know, you got to, along the, the rogue where I fish a lot, there's just a lot of thick brush. And walking back there and, and getting the rod caught was so annoying. So finally I, I break everything down. Now I break the rod my rods a four piece. I break it into two and I, and I, I carry it all back, reel everything in and and it's easier to get out. Right. So, um, so wait a minute, I just got to ask you something. Have you, and you may have, but have you thought about letting the rod trail behind you? I did. It don't work. And it still gets hung up. <laughs> it gets hung up, man. It, I, I got to crawl Maybe almost. You need some. some you need some areas. brush buttons on the end of it. Yeah, I probably. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know a guy that can break me some brush buttons. <laughs> I wasn't going there. I wasn't going there. <laughs> Brandon, I need some brush buttons for my fly rod. Do you have those that you took <laughs> off your recurve? <laughs> Brandon actually just called me a few minutes ago. I had to text him and say I'd have to ping him back because we were recording. His, his ears are probably burning now. Um. But yeah, man, I've, I get it caught up. And, uh, so I got back to the, so I had the net jammed in the back of my waiter belt and it got pulled up about a million times and I was messing with that. Well, by the time I got back to the car, I looked down at my, you know, I pulled my rod apart and I went one, two, three, putting it back in the bag. Where's number four? The tip of my rod was gone. Oh no. <laughs> so I was like, oh no. I'm going to have to call Scott and I'm going to have to tell him I need that rod sooner rather than later. Cause I got fishing to do it. I don't know where this is. And it's gray, dude. It's like that light gray. Yeah. So it, everything's gray right now. Like it's still that brownish gray and, and I'm going through iron woods and all kinds of stuff. I mean, this is, is along that riverbank is real messy. 
So I had to go back. I had to take all my stuff off, and I had to go back, and I had to basically almost crawl, you know, the half mile back to where I was, half mile to a mile, and I finally found it. I happened to see it because the sun was setting, and I caught the glare off the very end eyelet of the rod down wow. in the brush it was in it, i i and i knew kind of where it was because i i got caught up in a big brush pile and i had to step over some stuff and i think i got i think it got tangled up but it was in between two big old piles of sticks and i don't know how i found it but you know i found that and i hope i got everything out of the way in that trip but i found the waiter i found the 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 split shot and immediately when i got back it was in my other waiters um, because I have two cheapy waiters and I was using my cold weather waiters. And, um, so that was there, but man, it was good just to get out, you know, calamity aside. And I was do some calamity anyway, that it was really, really good. And I was casting really well. And, um, I just can't wait to get out there, man. We were going to go this weekend, me and Rob and, uh, and, in the Mudri, we're going to go this weekend. And then it, it just stormed and the water rose two, three feet. And, you know, we just couldn't do it. Uh, so I just tied some more. So yeah, I have, like you said, you got more flies than you can use. I've got, I'm learning all these patterns and I'll have a full, a full fly box by the time I actually get into the water of stuff I fish around here. So that'll be pretty neat. I won't need to, I won't need to fish anything that I had to buy unless I really have to get down into the, the eighteens and the twenties and the sixteens and even the sixteens I have a hard time with. I don't know about you, but I just can't. You know, I guess if I had some cheaters or something, I could do it. But my fingers just don't want to tie that small. Um, and when you can buy them, you know, some places for the for the amount of time it would take me to tie one, I don't, I don't, I don't bother it with it. So I might get there at some point. But yeah, man, that that vice and everything that and tying and and I just can't wait to get in the water. And you know, I got the vaccine today, so you know, if I'm not dead tomorrow or if i mutate hopefully i mutate a third arm so that when i'm reeling fish in i can give rob the bird while i'm doing it (laughs) so let's hope that (laughs) let's hope let's hope all goes well with that but i'm looking forward to getting to hanging out and getting in the water and yeah um, i'm 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 i don't know i'm on the i'm on the fence about the whole vaccine thing anyway but i I really just can't do it right now because, you know, most of the yep. people that I've heard, you know, the second shot tends to tends to put them down for a day or so and or make them sick. And I just I don't feel like I can I can take that yep. chance right now. Uh, I, oh, I hear you, but, man. And, you know, I I had it and uh, I, I got the Johnson and Johnson one. That was the one I had to get. And uh, I, oh, gotcha. I chose to get anyway. That's the one shot deal. So, oh, I feel all right. Cool. I feel all right right now. I feel all right right now. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> but anyway, what were you saying? I didn't mean to cut you off, man. No, no, no. You're fine. I, you were t- you were talking about the um, the fly tying. I've um, yeah. I'm, I I keep I keep cranking these things out. And I, I so I I think I mentioned it on here. Even you know I I I finally uh, tossed out my my water filtration system that I was calling waders um, <laughs> cause they, they really didn't stop much water, but they would slow the spread and uh, ordered a, got a set of Sims waders and a, a set of waiting boots back before this whole thing 
came crashing around on me, but, uh, you know, they'll be there when they'll be there when I can get back out. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, I've been, I've been, I've been tying the flies and getting those back up and you got that, you got that Dan vice because I bought a, um, I bought a, a regal vice, um, Yeah, those sorry, are sweet. sorry, I got I got interrupted there for a second. Now I I bought a Regal Vice, and I will tell you if you like that Dan Vice, you would love the you would love the Regal Vice. Uh, but um, next next time you make it down here, I'll let you tie a few on it and wet your whistle. But uh, anyway, um, so you know those guys at Mad River, Brian. Flesh, bless his heart. I think I think the world of him. And the next time I make it up to Michigan, I think I've said this. I I don't care if I have to go six hours out of my way. I'm going by their shop to to shake his hand. But um, he helped me out with the waiters because those were hard to come by because of COVID. Um, uh, helped me out with picking the right boots. The waiters showed up, and the size on the Sims was different than the Orvises, so I ended up having to send those back and swap them out. Anyway, they have just gone out of the way to 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 help in any way they can and you know they had to shut down for covid for a week or two which i know hurt his business but i've got a bunch of stuff in my in my cart right now and i just kind of put off buying it because i <laughs> i need more fly tying supplies like i need a hole in the head but he did a video um and if you haven't seen it you definitely need to go out and watch it and i pulled it up here on my phone but uh he did a video on a, a fly called Tup's Indispensable. Oh, and you need yeah, to go watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen it. <laughs> that was yeah, the one. I love, that, I, love part, I love his videos anyway. Yeah, part, yeah. Of, part of the original materials for this fly <laughs> came from a sheep's testicles. <laughs> and, and it's so funny watching him tell this, but he's got some uh artificial dubbing i forget forgive me brian i don't have it pulled up in front of me but uh anyway i i loaded a bunch of stuff in that in uh, a bunch of the supplies to make some of those in the in my cart and i just hadn't ordered them yet because i'll be honest i like the looks of the fly and it's a it's a wet fly and when i get back to doing this that's one thing i've i've convinced myself i'm going to start trying to fish more of because really if if fish are rising, I'm fishing dries. If they're not rising, I'm. Uh, I've said this. I I default to streamers every time. Um, you know, I fish nymphs now and then, but it's just it's one of those things that I, a nymph gets tied on if I can't fish if I can't catch a fish in any other way, and I'm just looking for something to try to catch a uh, to catch them on that day. Uh, and I've caught you know I've caught fish on nymphs, but it's just not. I don't ever hit the water and go, I'm on nymph fish or I'm on wet fly fish today. It's just, it's just not, it's not something I've ever done. But listening to Brian, he says, you know, it's his favorite way and what he thinks is probably one of the most productive ways. And I'm like, I'm missing something. So I'm going to try Same to figure here, that man. out. I, you and I are different in that regard. I know, well, you're the one that put me on the streamers, but the honestly, the only, the only fish I ever catch on streamers are smallmouth. I, I, I don't. You know, I, I'm usually the first thing I throw into the water is a nymph almost every time. I'm throwing a, a parachute at, or I'm throwing not a parachute atoms. Uh, that's a dry. I'm I, I'm either throwing a hare's ear or a, a beaded hare's ear, a pheasant tail, a flashback pheasant tail, 
or some kind of, and then I move to an emerger, like I'll move to some kind of a hackle emerger, and um, that's in the same kind of hair's ear pattern. Because again, in Michigan, you only need a few flies. I mean, really, people right, try really, a lot of truly, things, you only need a few flies uh, anywhere. I mean, they're not that. I mean, a hair's ear nymph is not that sexy of a fly to tie, and neither is a pheasant tail. Pheasant tails are kind of a pain anyway, because the pheasant, you know, if you got brittle, you know, feathers, it doesn't work real well at it at all. I have a real hard time with those, but I'm getting there. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, sometimes I'll throw a midge, but honestly, I don't have a whole lot of luck with midges either. I pretty much just use, you know, the furrier, small furry ones, and, and that's that's what I get everything on um, around here. But I got to venture out more, too. But I also, you know, Scott Spray... Um, one of the things that he told me to do, especially I, where, you know, where I fish around here is to, you know, just throw a fly on the, I throw a, throw an olive caddis on the swing and just, and just sink it at the end. You know, don't worry about, you know, putting floating on it or anything like that. Just let it get wet and sink it like an insect drowning or, you mm-hmm. know, just getting caught up in the, and that works so well. So I'm to the point now where I'm just like, you know more of a three collar uh, three column fisherman than I used to be. So I can, I can get down there. I, I love to throw nymphs. So then I'm throwing emergers, then I'm throwing dries and sinking them most of the time. And then when I'm going to a, it went, like you said, when they're rising and I'm going to a, just a pure fly, I'm still just mainly throwing caddises or parachute atoms. Just those two well, flies. Over, right. Over well, see, and, and see, that's what I mean. I mean, you're, you're, so you, you fish dries. You said you started fishing some streamers and you fish nymphs. But I really didn't hear anywhere where you're actually fishing wet flies, and that's kind of the way I am. I've just I've never fished wet flies much. Um, oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I missed that. Yeah, so like <laughs> nymphs, I've, I'll, I'll, I I don't fish them much, but I will fish them. Now for me, it's the hare's ear, obviously, same thing. Um, pheasant tail, definitely. Um, prince beadhead prince nymphs are really good around here, and another one is the um teleco nymph in fact the biggest brown uh not brown the biggest brook trout i ever called i called off a, a teleco nymph um what, what is a teleco nymph uh it looks like uh the body of it looks it's so it's got a yellow floss body and if i remember correctly it's got a uh it's ribbed with peacock curl but it's it kind of looks a little bit like a yellow jacket um oh I guess. okay um and then the the beadhead prince is a uh, couple. I'm trying to remember exactly what that one looks like. It's got a, a peacock. It's so you use a. Got the two it's little got wings. The, it's it's yeah. got the two um, um, biots biots that come out the back. And biots, then you've got that's the word. yeah you've got the um, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but then you've got the body is just a, a pheasant quill if i remember correctly and you've got um a, a uh the thorax is peacock curl and then you you fold the you've got a piece of mylar that you fold over the top tie that in and i can't remember what the wings are it's been a while since i tied any of them but um very basic very basic easy to tie you can tie them really quick and they are they're pretty productive here anyway 
Um, so yeah, look yeah. up look up a, a beadhead prints, and you you would probably be able to tie those just by looking at the picture, and they work really well. Yeah, I have I have beadhead nymphs in different sizes, but I've never actually tied one, and honestly, I've never caught a fish on one. And I think, but I think the reason is I think when I bought them, I bought them too big, and I've got them in like a a twelve or a ten. And the only time I've ever actually I have caught a fish on one. The only time I've ever caught a fish on one is where I've, I've ran a two nymph rig and I really needed to get down and I used the bigger nymph as an anchor to get down and I usually throw that as a prince. And, uh, you know, it, because I have them, they're that size. But honestly, other than that, you know, I never, I guess I do have a little one that's purple and yellow that's just an obnoxious fly. It's called a psycho. And that's basically a prince variant with some fluff and it's got the biotes and it's yellow and purple and it's you know just a really weird looking fly and yeah. um yeah so i'm i'm getting them mixed know. up i'm getting them mixed up the pheasant tail is the one that i was thinking that's the one that's got the the peacock hurl for the uh, excuse me the peacock yep. feather rib for the body and then the peacock hurl for the um for the thorax yep. the prince nymph is actually um so it's got, uh, I think it uses goose biots for the tail and the and the wing, but it's got peacock curl all the way up the body with a gold rib, and then you know it's got a few other. Yeah. Little, I'd have to go back and look at the actual. I haven't tied one in quite a while, but they're very easy to tie. You can crank a bunch of them out really easy. Mm-hmm. You know that one in copper johns, I don't tie. Um, yeah, I, I, I probably a lot should of copper tie copper johns. johns. Yep. Uh, yep, and I just be, just to how easy they get down. And I tell you what, another thing I'm probably going to start doing is I'm going to start buying just stop being a cheap skate and start buying tungsten beads, just because Tom told me to, but I didn't listen. Um, you know, I don't use you know. <laughs> so I I use some tungsten, but here's what I'll tell you: I found fishing tungsten beads at least here, and I don't I haven't fished Michigan, so I don't know what the water's like in Michigan, but here. Most of our streams are, you know, they're mountain, they're mountain streams, so they have a lot of rock. And I've lost more, I've wasted more money losing, losing flies uh, because of that tungsten head. Um, mm-hmm. It just gets, it almost gets too deep. But see, I don't use, yeah. I, 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 I can't tell you, I don't think I've ever fished with split shot on a fly line either. I don't enjoy it. It's not a great thing to cast. Um, but when you're just getting down and dirty and you have to get down there. I'd shatter my you know, rod tip doing it, I can tell you. you I, 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 I've learned to do it. But um, honestly, what I really should do is I should rig another reel up with a with a sink tip. That's I, I'd enjoy that more. Um, and I thought about it. I've just been lazy about it. You know, usually I just throw on a different leader and I, you know, I have switched fully to fluorocarbon leaders and I love that. Um, and sometimes I'll throw, um, a two nymph rig on there, but I haven't gone full Euro with it or anything like that either. I just don't really enjoy it. Um, I, I don't even use it for the reason you said with the, um, with the, uh, the split shots, I, I hate indicators. Um, probably because I don't use it, know how to use them right, but I also don't like the way they drag on the line when I'm casting it. It just feels really strange to me. Right. But I know they make cider. I, I tied one that, you know, or I made a leader that had a cider on it and everything like that, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing. 
And, you know, when you start getting that complicated, I just get lazy, and I'm just like, no, I don't want to do that. So, you know, I'd probably be, uh, I'd probably be more successful if I went the whole way and just tried to do that, but I don't know. I like watching, like, Joe Humphrey's fish nymphs and stuff like that, and I just like, you know, I just like to tight line it with a nymph or two, and that's about, that's about as complex as I get. Well, here, so for me, you know, and it's probably, and I'll just go ahead and throw it out there to keep you from doing it. It's probably an age thing. Um, but from a reaction time perspective, I can react quicker from feel than I can from sight. So if I'm tight lining and I feel a fish, I can, most time I can, I can hook up. But if I'm sitting there watching something floating across the water and trying to react to a twitch, uh, no, it just doesn't work. Same for me. I like to feel the tip of that. You, you just summed it up exactly. I like to feel it. And I get it to it's, to when it's ticking. And I really enjoy that part of it. So I the, the cider thing, I just got all kinds of screwed up. Like, yeah. I, I just never had it. So, yeah, but you're right. I can't. I don't react. I don't react very well to sight either. So we got that in common. I'm not real big into that. I tell you what I would like to do, though, is I'd like to get into some bigger fish with some streamers and actually start stripping streamers. I think that would be a lot of fun. Well, um, I tell you what you got to do is you know we and we've been talking about this, and I know you you've had zero luck coming down here hunting, but we have got to just put something on the calendar, and you come down here and we we got to do some fly fishing. Um, I mean, obviously, I can't promise you a big I can't promise you a big fish, but what I can tell you is fishing streamers on certain areas of the tailwater, uh, the Chattahoochee tailwater, there are some monster fish in that river. Um, and the way to catch them is big streamers. Mm-hmm. And they're fun to tie too. They are. Like tying they're, a big, well, they're fun tying to fish to me. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it's like you're, you know, it just, it's bait fish, you know, like it just feels better. And, you know, even my, even my favorite YouTube videos are a lot of those guys that strip those streamers and like that. I just think it's, it's the strikes are just unbelievable. You know, and I still got to get Scott and I were talking. We got to get out for carp. Um, things got messed up last year, but you know, I think he's holding my rod for a reason because he wants me to one meet up with fish. <laughs> I'm like, hey, when are we get to I'm like, hey, Scott, when are we get to meet up so I can give, so I can give Nikki back her rod that you let me borrow and I can get mine that I paid for like months ago. <laughs> you know, I need and to. He's I like, soon. I haven't reached out to Rick Butler. I need to reach out to Rick and see what he thinks about the rod he got from Scott. Was, he was the one that. He was the high bidder on the one that Scott oh. you know, did the did the I think at least he was the last time I looked unless somebody snuck something in I didn't see it. Um, no, I think so. I think so. And I know um, uh, Rob Jones has a has a, a new one too. He hasn't really fished yet. He got a glass three weight done oh, in MLA he? colors. Yeah. Yep. And uh, that one's so there's a bunch of Scott spray rods out here now. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I, it's just, there's so much fishing I want to do. Um, I'm really getting excited for it to start up again. And probably when I get into steelhead, I'll be in the water all the time, you know, between hunting and whatnot. Well, Uh, I think, um, Bella, Bella will wrap up this semester of school early May, sometime first of May. Uh, Lori has to go back out to Houston somewhere around that time. In fact, they, they scheduled her. We kind of got a laugh out of it. They they scheduled her follow up um, visit with the doctors out in Houston on our anniversary, 
Um, but between it being mm-hmm. on our anniversary, Cinco de Mayo, i sorry, I don't want to be in Houston on Cinco de Mayo, and I'll leave it at that. Um, the, That's Aubrey's uh, birthday too. The uh, Bella, you know, Bella's moving out of out of school somewhere around that time, so we're going to have to postpone that a week. But I think, you know, after after Bella gets home and has been home for a while, uh, I think I'm going to get up with Mr. Gene Bramlett, and we're going to we're going to wet a line somewhere. I don't know if it'll be on the Chattahoochee or he's got a. Um, it was I think it was his father's place. He's got a cabin up in in the mountains of North Georgia. And, um, real close to some nice trout water up there, so we may, we may just go up there for a Friday night and a, a Saturday and and try to do some fish. I'm gonna get some fishing in. It's just not gonna be as much as um, mm-hmm. I think I had planned for myself when I started tying all these flies and and getting my gear back in some decent shape. But there's always there's always next year. You know, I'm not I'm not too worried yep. about it. But I do want to wet well, I do want to wet a line. Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm getting out this weekend for sure. In fact, I got the kids are going on spring break next week. Um, I've got Friday off this week, um, and we got turkey season coming up too. So I got to get out with John and Scout at some point. Though honestly, I just told John just to wing it this year and hell with it. <laughs> Our turkey season has so been uh, in for several weeks now. Yeah, um, I keep telling him like I got up yesterday and. Uh, Walked outside, you know, and it was a beautiful day. It was before you could tell it was going to be a beautiful day, but the moon was out, you know, nice big full moon. And uh, the birds were chirping, and I was like, I messaged them, and I was like, man, it feels like turkey season out here. You know, because just when the birds start waking up, I mean, that's the best part of turkey season anyway. But, uh, yeah, between that and fishing, I, and then the 3D starting up, this is, things are fixing to get better. Like, I'm really looking forward to it um we're gonna air the camper out this weekend too so uh and the girls miss it too the girls miss it a lot you know what's funny is aubrey and mackenzie now that they're getting older um they are i mean aubrey's headed to middle school you know she's she's gonna be in uh in sixth grade um so yeah we um they're starting to wear all our mla shirts and stuff Kenzie wears that old simply traditional shirt that you had made the very first one that I outgrew and got too fat for a long time ago. So <laughs> right. she wears so so she wears that one. Aubrey's wearing like the first MLA hoodie I ever bought. Like the uh it, it had an alternate logo on it uh for that year. It was like the uh, anniversary. She's wearing that around. It's funny all these archery shirts are like showing up and my kids are wearing them, but they're looking forward to it too. They have new bows and and St. Joe's and they're there. They can't wait to get out and do it again. They asked me how many we were doing and we definitely have a few on the calendar this year. So we're, we're looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I'll have to post some pictures of fishing this weekend. Hopefully I get something, something going, but. Well, speaking uh, of the, you know, speaking of the 3d shoots, and I did want to say a couple things about that and then we'll probably just wrap this thing up, buddy. I think I've probably been down here as long as I need to be, but, uh, we do have another another shoot this weekend here, the, the North North Georgia shoot. So if you're anywhere around North Georgia, y'all to y'all to come join us. But uh, that that shoot will be Saturday, and you know last last month we had by far the biggest turnout that we've had since COVID hit. And you mentioned the food. We you know we used to do we used to cook burgers and hot dogs and that kind of thing, and we don't we don't do that anymore. At least for now, that's kind of on temporary hold. But uh, we you know we set 20, 20 targets, have a good course, and 
and a lot of good people. Like I said, we, we had a big crowd show up uh, last month. Hope it repeats uh, this Saturday. Um, Compton's is back on this year, so I know I will mm-hmm. not be able to attend, and I hate that. You were talking about Scott spraying the carp fishing. That's we'd been talking about the next time I come up for, for Compton, that's, you know, we're going to get together and do some fly fishing and looks like I'm going to miss it again this year. But again, there's always next year, but, um, you know, uh, the only thing I would say is, you know, we, it, we've, we've been on this whole lockdown thing for over a year and, you know, everybody needs to, everybody needs to, to try to be safe, keep others safe. But with these shoots opening back up, you know, do what you can to get out and support these clubs because, you know, a lot of these clubs, that's, that's how they, they that's how they keep it going is, you know, by the attendees and the, the shoot fees. I mean, we charge $5 to shoot, but you know, it's, it's, that's what keeps it going. You know, targets cost money. You have to replace targets. Some places have to lease property and then you've got, you know, everything else that goes on with hosting a shoot. So, you know, we need to support these clubs as, as people are trying to get things going again. So, just keep that in mind when you hear about these these shoots coming up. I hope you guys have a great 3D season up there this year because I know y'all were locked down a lot tighter than we were last year. Oh, man. You know, no matter what we do with GLI and whatnot, I think we're going to see a resurgence, and um, everybody's just going to be so happy to see everybody. Um, I don't know what the spring shoot will look like, but that's always kind of small. But I'm hoping that, you know, I might stop in at Compton for uh, maybe for the day. I might drive over there. Um, I know that the, uh, I'm sure the MLA will have a booth there and I'll have some friends going there. So we'll see how that goes, but, uh, I'll probably be heading over there and definitely doing, we have a little shoot in Barrington, which is a great little shoot. That's a lot of families that go there and that's in July. And then I'll be looking at the GLLI and we'll see what comes up. You never know, you know, but, right. uh, yeah, I'm just, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, Bub and Caroline were telling me how much they miss me, and I haven't, man, they're like my second parents. I haven't seen them in forever. You know, there's just so many people I haven't seen or hugged or anything in so long. So it'll be it'll be time to get out of here and get back to it, and we're looking forward to it. But I think everything's going to be going to be just fine for those clubs. I think, you know, I agree, go out there and support them. You know, it may be a little weird this year, but if not, next year's going to be popping, I think. Yep. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? Well, maybe maybe next year I'll make it up for I'll make it up for Compton's. We'll just kind of have to see how how things go. But uh, maybe it'll be a moist one again. <laughs> yeah, I saw Neil. You know, it, doggone Neil Summers came to Atlanta this week and didn't even let me know he was coming down. So I'm gonna have to give him a hard time when he gets back. But uh, oh, Mister Mister Big Deal, too good to hook up a, or too good to connect with a friend that's right yeah. i hope you're i hope you're listening to this neil I, I made a note man i got a i got a memory of an elephant that's not true i'll forget by next week so you really don't have anything <laughs> to worry about there but but yeah i, I saw him post something i was like really you didn't even let me know we could have got together for coffee or something but uh well and, and i got maybe he's take maybe he's taking his anger out on you because i told him we were gonna fish and shoot a quick video and he invited me twice then covid hit then yeah you know, it's been a year, but Neil, if you're listening and I'm sure you will be, we are going to fish, my friend. I will come to you. We will fish. We have to do it. Yeah. Neil's, so, anyway. Neil's good folks. I'm just giving him a hard time. Yep. Well, buddy, I appreciate you He's, hopping on here. We'll, uh, we'll figure something out and do this again. I know we've got a, I know we've got a guest that we've had on the hook for a couple of months now. 
Um, I may try to, I may try to ping him sometime next week and just go ahead and mail the recording stuff up to him. And, and we may try to, we may try to do that one in a couple of weeks. Cause, um, yeah, my, my wife keeps telling me I've, I've got to get away from just sitting at my desk doing work and, and looking after her. So, uh, we'll try to, we'll try to start sneaking these things back again, back in again, at least every, every few weeks. But, uh, I really appreciate you hopping on here and I appreciate everybody that's, that's listening. That's, that's stuck, stuck through this hiatus with us. Yeah, it was great talking to you, man. So hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, we're going to make it sooner rather than later, even if it's just a phone call. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm I've got to, I've got to, I've got to start reaching out and talking to a, a lot of different people. So it's, it's you and it's Tom and it's Brandon. It's a lot of folks. Um, that I, I kind of need to focus on a little bit, but anyway, we'll, we'll do this again in a couple of weeks. I hope everyone listening has enjoyed it. And, uh, like I said, don't forget about that, that beautiful bow from, uh, from Tony Ryder. I'll get, I'll get some information posted on the website as soon as I have it. And, uh, we'll look forward to talking to y'all again real soon. Take care. Y'all. Thank you.